Yo, what up? It's Moon from Greek Fire, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. along with Chris yo and Ashley unfortunately is not with us today so our big blues preview so we've done the east mm-hmm. uh, both the west except for both the west divisions except for the blues correct so now we're just on to just the blues and going to a deeper dive of what the blues did in the offseason what they we think they're going to do how things are going to go so First off, we'll do some blues news to catch everybody up. So we're recording on the 22nd of September. So this might be a smidgen behind on everything. They just finished up a preseason game last night. Correct. Uh, three nothing shutout, pretty much against the AHL version of the Columbus Blue Jackets, minus like Sergei Borovsky and maybe one or two. I don't think Panarin was there, and it was a pretty stripped down team. It was a pretty stripped down team, but three nothing. Um, Sammy Belay looks great. He does. Uh, Jay, I thought Jay Bowmeister looked fantastic last night. He looked like Jay Bowmeister of a couple, two or three years ago, where he's like, "You're passable, nice, okay, you look great." He needs to be. Yeah, um, I thought Chad Johnson once again looked okay. Like, I mean, he didn't have a test that much, so it's kind of hard. He to He made judge. the saves that were that were asked which, of which is all you can ask. All you're asking for. Yeah. So, uh, I'll take it three nothing. Uh, Pat Maroon continues to uh, do what Pat Maroon does: mm-hmm. front of the net, banging a goal. It's something that this Blues team has missed since Backus left. Backus and Brower, they left the same year. Mm-hmm. So, and I really think that's where Maroon's going to earn his money is he's going to be that guy who's who's got skill, but he can also use the body and get in front of the net and pick up some of those dirty goals. Yeah, so we'll take that. And then also the weird thing about the last uh, – so far in all the preseason games, the power play. It yeah, looks, what's up with it that? Look, we actually have like one a, now. It looks like a power play. Which like is a crazy. real – Real honest-to-goodness hockey power play. Uh, two for two again last night uh, against Columbus. Uh, Pat Maroon, has both his goals in the preseason have been power play goals. I yeah. believe they are uh, almost at like a 70-plus, 78% clip. That won't last. It will, trust me, <laughs> that will not last. If you can get that thing in the high 20s, I'm happy. that's real good. Yeah. If you can get that in the mid-20s, I'll take Because last year you were talking you were in the uh, middle 12s? teens into the 12s. Yeah. Yeah. You, the, yeah, I think that you dropped down. I think that you finished 30th last year, which is cool. – Real bad. And then 18 overall. So you put the two – like they always say – like Ken Hitchcock uh, would always say if you put both – you add your power play percentage and your penalty kill percentage, you should be – if you're over 100, you're doing a good job. And the Blues were okay. – And the Blues were that. the blues were at uh, uh, 96%. So no. The PK was fine. The was, penalty, they, they ranked 18, so a little less than average yeah, last year. The, the power play was just terrible. Yeah, so that was uh, not good last year. So hopefully that's one of the keys we t- kind of thought would be part of the turnaround this year. Yep. Uh, I mean, it, it couldn't get much worse. So we'll do a rewind again, kind of like we'll go over to a degree what we did in the uh, after free agency. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of go over that again. So once again, the Blues did not make the playoffs last year. One lost point One point out, last, lost the last game against Colorado 5-2. to two. Uh, They promised changes will be made. A lot of – including me and Chris, were very skeptical on how they could make changes. 
Uh, well, I think we were skeptical because we've we've heard this before, and also money wise, we didn't know they had money to spend. But we we were very we were in the one percent of like, yeah, we're not really getting John Tavares. Be yeah, nice. I mean, it was it's fun to dream, but I anyone who really thought that we had a chance at Tavares was not paying attention to the hockey climate. Yeah, so. We're like, who are they going to get after? Who are they going to trade? Can they trade these contracts? I always said that I thought the tra- contracts were tradable. Mm-hmm. I was, I'll, I'll toot my own horn, toot toot, that I was correct on that yep. for Patrick Berglund. So we'll start at the beginning of free agency. The Blues start free agency, obviously lose on John Tavares. Figure that happened. Correct. Uh, next thing that came up, the Blues signed old friend David Perron. Four years, $16 million. Fan favorite, David Perron. Fan favorite. Thank you for correcting me. Thanks to Doug Armstrong on that one. Fan favorite, Doug, uh, David Perron. Signed four years. So signing his third, fourth contract with the St. Louis Blues. Only team rookie. he's ever signed a contract with. Yeah, crazy. He's played with uh, five teams. Yes. Blues, Edmonton, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Ducks, Anaheim, Vegas. Vegas. Yep. So uh, have him back like another white right winger with a right-hand shot, which the Blues only had one of those last year, and that was uh, Kyle Brodziak. Like mm-hmm. we said, nothing is Kyle Brodziak, but you need somebody with a little more threat, and uh, David Perron had a career year last year. So the next big free agent signing was like we talked about. I was like not down on it, but I was like, oh, maybe underwhelmed, I guess you could say. Uh, Chris was a little more uh, – Yeah, I was happy ha- with this one. Because I guess you're, we were expecting like the Brian O'Reilly thing to come through, and it yes. didn't. So anyway uh, – Tyler Bozak comes over for Toronto, three years, five mil per year, so $15 million. Right. Um, I th- at the end of the day, he's a power play, pretty much a power play specialist, but that's what you need right now. And that's why I was excited. Like, people, you know, look, I knew that he wasn't going to be your number one center. I knew that realistically you're looking at a number two, probably number three center. Mm-hmm. But what he brings to the power play is something that was sorely missed in this team last year. So, you know, I, I look at that signing – and I realized, all right, we've lost out on Taveras. It doesn't sound like O'Reilly's going to happen. So you take Bozak, and you, if nothing else, have bolstered your power play. Yeah. So at least hopefully, have, yeah, and somebody who's pretty decent on faceoffs. Yeah. And which you lost, uh, you traded Paul Stastny in it last year, who mm-hmm. and he went to Vegas for a lot of money. Uh, I believe it was three years at six point five. I want to say. Uh, along with Ryan Reeves, making almost three million dollars for two years. Vegas is spending drunk money. Uh, oh, and they also then they re-signed uh, Flurry and got Max Pacioretty, and they signed him to yeah. a big deal too. On top of that, so they they threw money around like it was uh, nothing this this offseason, which they had the money to spend because they took a bunch of expiring contracts. So that's what, and they didn't re-sign Very true. a couple people. Very so, true. Um, those two guys are signed. The Blues get their backup goalie because after you start seeing a bunch of goalies slowly fall off throughout yep. the day. Um, I was on the uh, Anton Kudobin train, but he went to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, Yaroslav Halak was like kind of my second-ish choice. He went to Boston. Yep. So Blues get Chad Johnson, who was in Buffalo last year. Did we not basically have basically trade backups. Yes, because Carter Hutton signs up up there to be basically the starter one A type guy. Um, so Chad Johnson did not have a good year, but his numbers career wise are pretty much along the same lines as Jake Allen's, mm-hmm. uh, maybe slightly better. He has a point nine one four. According to what I'm reading right here, so that's not bad. Um, last year on a god awful Buffalo team, he was like at a point eight nine point eight eight nine. So which is a, which is not great considering Buffalo was awful. on that team. Yeah, they were not great. So no. I kind of chalked it up to that. Um, 
he had a couple great good years in Calgary for a while there. Yes. Um, and then he's just bounced around. This is his seventh team in eight years. So wow. he's definitely a journeyman. Uh, the definition of journeyman goalie. For uh, sure. I didn't realize it was he was that uh, that traveled. Yeah, That's insane. Yeah, he just bouncing around. So Blues wind up being done for the day. They have the little press conference, a uh, little quick thing with Kerber and yep. – uh, Doug Armstrong, and that's when the fan favorite day prawn line comes from. So everybody's thinks they're done for the day. It's three o'clock, go all my business. I'm like, all right, no need, no need to watch Twitter anymore or pay attention to my phone. Go have dinner, hang out with the family. Uh, actually, at home, relaxing, and my phone buzzes, and the Blues have traded for Ryan O'Reilly, and uh, I'm like, oh, awesome! I'm pretty excited. Let's see what they did. Oh my gosh, they got rid of a bunch of people. Tage Thompson. Uh, Patrick Berglund, Vladimir Saboka, a first-round pick and a second-round pick. First-round pick is in 2019. Second-round pick is in 2021. It's a heavy price tag, but at the same time, it frees up cash. Which the Blues actually did gain cap room on this. People like, don't as realize As shocking it. as it is. I mean, not a ton, but hey, man, at, at this point, you're looking at a team that is a very expensive team. They're they're spending to the cap. Yeah, within three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, every every dollar they can get helps. And not only do you get rid of two contracts, which you needed to get rid of in Berglund and Saboka, um, but you free up cap space because remember the Blues immediately had to write Ryan O'Reilly a seven million dollar check. Yeah, seven. Uh, so yeah, seven point five million uh, had to be paid by midnight, and the trade was made at seven. So they basically had, I think it was Eastern time. They go, the NHL offices go off of, so they had basically four hours. Yeah. Um, but like people make a big deal of that too. But it's like that's his salary for the year. Yeah, you don't so pay him again until what? That's time next year. He makes, I think he makes like a million dollars against salary. So like he paid him the seven point five. I mean his um, cap hit is seven point five, but you pay him that, but he go gets. $1 million just in salary the whole year. So, I mean, yeah. you're paying him, yeah, but you're just giving all his money up front. So, basically, you're writing a huge check to start compared to where you're paying Patrick Berglund, Vladimir Saboka money throughout all the year. year. Long. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it not balances out, but I get it. You know, to me, it's like, okay, it's just up front compared to over the course of a year. Um, so, Blues are done for that day. Uh, I think I think it's a good trade for both teams, honestly. Buffalo gets a bunch of depth. Blues get a possible number one center, at least a number one. I'll say one A and one B with Shen. You can flip those guys around. I agree with you that I think it's a win for both sides. Some people don't, don't see tell that, that to people in Buffalo. Really, they see it. The which way do they see it then? Uh, that we drug him over the coals. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, you know, look, Ryan O'Reilly was really all they had on a team last year that was bad. When everyone else who was good was decimated by injury. Yeah, Eichel was out quite a bit last um, year. And we sent them two guys who haven't really lived up to the hype. A prospect who who could be great had a had a, a beautiful preseason goal last night. Tage Thompson NHL, could so be we'll fantastic. Yeah, and then draft picks. Um, I was surprised, honestly, that. Buffalo didn't want something more substantial in this trade. Remember, there was rumors of Pareko and Pareko's uh, name was thrown uh, around. Kyrou was thrown around. Yep. What I had originally heard was that they wanted one of the big three prospects, um, and then you know, yeah, Pareko's name was thrown around. 
Um, there was someone else, I don't remember whose name was thrown around. I think it was Saboka. I don't think Berglund's name was ever mentioned. Berglund was like mentioned last season, but not like uh, – once again, I was considered like, oh, that contract's not getting moved. Right. Because they just signed him. So, like, why would we trade him after just signing him type, uh, type But the thing that surprised mentality. me was you have a Buffalo team now who has Eichel back, has the number one overall pick this year. And Rasmus Dahlin. Um, You know, they signed Carter Hutton to be their goalie. And I, this team, if you talk to Traded the for ownership, Jeff Skinner, so I mean, they, yeah, they, like they if you talk moves. to the ownership, if you talk to fans, if you talk to players, it's no longer we're building for the future. It's the future is now. We want to win. Yeah, and so that's why I was a little shocked to see that they went for quantity over quality mm-hmm. with the return for uh, O'Reilly. Yeah, because they're hyping their big prospect Casey Middlestad, who is like their big center prospect, who I now is getting pushed to basically number two center instead of the number three center if they had Ryan O'Reilly there. So uh, I had a great move for the Blues. So let's move on Agreed. to uh, later on. So basically, the, you think things are done, then there's rumors the Blues are in on Pat Maroon, and you're like, there's no way we can sign this no guy way. because he once made did pretty well last year. Can make good money, make his maybe his maybe it's not his final contract, but his last big money contract possibly. And then there's rumors of possibly his had back surgery, and maybe he's not. Well, he wanted to sign a one year deal for one point seven five million dollars with the Blues, which is basically less than he made last year. Crazy, crazy good contract. For he gets to come home, uh, play in front of his son, which he said is a big deal, and that's uh, it was a very good story. And uh, that's pretty I legitimately awesome. don't see any downside to this deal. Yeah, if yeah. it doesn't work, you're out of it after a year. You're not locked into four or five years. If it does work, you know he's going to want to resign here because it's his hometown. Yeah, and he wants to maybe maybe likes the team the way it's going. On top of that, on top of being home and being with his son instead of being away, he said he's been away for nine years of his son's life. Wants to be around. Uh, I can uh, empathize with that. So I would say, sure. Um, kudos to him for kind of you know a lot of guys. You know, you're only a hockey player for a certain amount of time, so you only get to make so much money for you to I live agree. off the rest of your life. And he basically put family in front of money, so that takes a that's like to me. We give Pat Maroon crap because of what we are in our floor hockey interaction with Pat. Yeah, no, I, look, I, I have no ill will towards Pat. But it's Maroon. one of those He's, things where we're just like, I thought it was a um, a very stand up thing. To, oh, for sure, to do that. So. And, and look, I as anyone who listens to this show will probably agree with, and it's myself as someone who travels a lot for their job. There's something to be said about when you come home, when you come home and and go to bed at the end of a day, you're actually at home. I, you know, I don't take for granted a single day that I have been in an industry that's largely almost predominantly run on the two coasts and I get to live in St. Louis where I'm from. Yeah. And, you know, I, I can only imagine what it's like for Pat as a pro athlete all over North America. Yeah, man. Way. I mean, dudes lived in Anaheim, Edmonton, New Jersey, Jersey. Now here. you know, and, and now when he comes home from practice, when he comes home from a home game, when he comes home from a road trip, he's actually home. Yeah. And that's something that you legitimately cannot put a price tag on. Yeah. So especially with family, I don't have that, but I couldn't imagine how much better his quality of life is being able to spend time with his kid. Yeah, being out basically gone for eight to nine months out of the year. Yeah. Depending on playoffs and other stuff. So, I mean, yeah. So, kudos to Pat Maroon on that. Um, so, Blues have a couple of uh, housekeeping things. They signed Robbie Fabry yep. to a very low-cost deal, nine about 925000 one year. Prove it type of deal. Same with uh, Joel Edmondson. Resigns yep. for one year. Uh, avoids arbitration. Gets a little boost, like around three and a half mil. 
Um, let's see. Jordan Smaltz re-signs for a two-year deal. It's very interesting. The first year is a two-way contract. Second year is a one-way. So basically they're saying, you know, Bortuzzo, Bo Meester, and Gunnarsson are, have contract expiring. You'll probably have a spot after that. Yes. If you play well, obviously. So, um, and he signed for very cheap as well. So basically after all these signings, the Blues are about barely 300,000 below the cap. Uh, you can uh, we can go through all the minor signings. I guess the biggest, mi- the quote unquote, biggest minor signing is Jordan Nolan. Yeah, He's a two way contract depth for the or San Antonio help protect the kids. Basically, might is, come up if you need a fourth liner type of thing, depending on how they do the fourth line. Is this the closest to the cap the Blues have ever been? I, without doing research, I couldn't tell you, but I would say it has to be. Yeah, because That's what I was thinking be, to be this like be in the middle of the summer and be that close. I mean, you're talking right. like maybe in the beginning of the season with uh, other stuff that comes up, maybe they were that close. But The only thing that scares me about us being this close to the cap is I don't see any room to add to this team at the trade deadline if they need it. Yeah, unless you need something. Unless you're going to start trading people out or, or putting people on the waiver wire or something. Yeah, because the guys like uh, Chris Thorburn has been a widely talked about, a guy who wow. might be the sacrifice. Uh, depending on you, Dimitri Yaskin, who re-signed for $1.1 million, if he performs and doesn't perform I well. I fine with both of those two going away. Yeah, so that's $2 million right there if those guys don't make it. Um, some uh, blues. Let's go into uh, – okay, that's the offseason. Training camp starts. Looks like the top line they're going to go with, which is interesting, would be Ryan O'Reilly in the middle with Tarasenko on the right. Pat Maroon on the left. Very interesting. I don't know if that sticks. So far, that's kind of looks like they're going that way. Pat Maroon's played with Connor McDavid, Taylor Hall. So he's played with guys with speed. So you can't make the argument that Pat Maroon's going to hold these guys back. Um, I think neither uh, O'Reilly or Tarasenko is known for their blazing speed. So, Valid. So um, I, I, I'm interested to see how O'Reilly meshes with Tarasenko because it seemed like Stastny never did. I would agree with that. I mean, you can say he, he, he was ever going to chance or whatever you want to say, but he meshed with uh, Schwartz, but I don't think he ever meshed with Tarasenko. Yeah. Hey, man, and like, look, people do that. Let's go back to '92. You trade out Adam Oates, who could not have been more in sync with Brett Hall, and you trade him for another center, hoping that you're going to be able to capture that same magic. That dude doesn't end up having the chemistry with Hall. Janney yeah. ends up having the chemistry on ice with Shanahan. Yep. And Janney and Shanahan are amazing together on the ice. Yeah. And and off. Too. Well, the other Janney and <laughs> Shanahan on the off ice. But I mean, like, that type of thing happens. You know, you, you bring playmakers in assuming that they will work with your big gun. And then next would be, I guess, Doug Waite came in, I guess. Yeah. Pierre, Pierre, right, Pierre, Pierre, Pierre Turgeon came then, in. Then Doug Waite, okay. Right. So, you know, you bring in these playmakers. You assume, oh, you know, they'll, they'll be great. We have Brett Hall. We have Vladimir Tarasenko. We have, whoever the sniper of the team is may be. And you assume that they'll find chemistry. And sometimes they do, but sometimes they find it in someone else. And I think with, with – um, um, with Paul, it was him and Schwartz. Whereas I think you see this connection with Brayden Shen and Tarasenko and Schwartz. I think the three of them get along great. Yeah. So it's a. Uh... So if you put O'Reilly with Tarasenko, then I'm assuming you have to have a number two line of Schwartz, Schwartz Shen, Shen, and Perron. Right. Now that's that's at least the, it looks like the plan. Sammy Belay is changing that a little bit, it looks like. Um, or possibly Jordan Cairo, who's had both had great camps so mm-hmm. far. Uh, injuries have played a factor so far. Um, 
David Perron's been out with a quote unquote sore groin. Mm-hmm. So has Tyler Bozak, who had a couple goals in the other night in a win. Uh, let's see who else a big one. Uh, Alo, Jake Allen. Uh, did basically has not camp, camp is getting ready to start. And the first thing here's guys with injuries so far. Um, Eric Foley, who got hurt at the Traverse tournament, unfortunately, the Blues did not perform well there, so we won't really talk about that. Uh, one, two, and one. Yes. Uh, won the last game against Chicago, so I guess you can take that away that we won't beat Chicago. So let's see. And no, no, no. That's about it. Oh, the other thing that happened during camp was very interesting. Uh, Dmitry Sergev. Yes, that guy. That guy. Uh, played in the ECHL last year. Um, came to camp out of shape and was immediately sent home. Well, you know. Sent down to the minors. And then he said, screw you guys. I quit. And they said, okay, deal. And they both mutually nah. agreed to terminate your contract, and he is going back to uh, Russia or wherever the hell he's from. So, great. Good for you. So, Blues so far, I think, uh, look good. We talked about it a little bit. Power play looks good. Uh, chemistry is, like I said, it's very early, so recording is a little bit early compared to where it is. They did send down some players today, so nobody of a surprise, I would say. Let's see. Uh, the big one is... Uh, right when I saw it, they assigned. There it is: Connor Bluckley, Brian Flynn, Tanner Kaspic, Austin Poganski, and Trevor Smith, along with defenseman Joey Leligia, Sam Lovequist, Tyler Witherspoon, and goaltenders Jordan Biddington, who did not look great in the preseason game, and uh, Ev- and Evan Fitzpatrick. So all those uh, players have been sent down to the rampage for the, I think their camp opens this week. Uh, the Blues sit at 40 players. That includes all your injured players for the week. All right. So, 40 guys left. You, um, they sent a couple other guys been shipped out to juniors. The Tor Pachinko. Yep. He got sent out. Uh, Hoffer Hofer, I believe his name is, the goalie. So, he got sent back to his team. Um, that's about it. Like uh, They did do a, put a little thing out the other day. Jerry Gallon is improving, so he might actually get in more than the 10 to 14 days originally assigned. Um Billy Huso looked pretty good the other night in the comeback win. So I'm kind of curious to see how that – that's one of the storylines I think to watch is the Johnson-Huso deal. I think they're probably going to wind up sticking with Chad Johnson unless Billy Huso goes on this crazy, crazy run. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, Chad Johnson has looked good. So that's been – Yeah, he's looked solid. So that's been – so that makes me feel a little better that you won't have to rely on somebody like Billy Huso in case Jake Allen is hurt again. Then you're kind of putting this team that you're putting a lot of hope into – to um, go far on like a rookie goalie, but who knows? So we talked in length about the central team and all the changes and all this other stuff that they've done. So going into this year, Chris, Mm -hmm. who do you think is going to win this division and where do the blues stack up against amongst the other teams in the central division? Well, as we talked a little bit in the last show, I think that you could break this central division down into tiers. I think there's a, a first tier, which is Nashville and Winnipeg. And I think those two teams are neck and neck for the division lead. One will be one, one will be two. And I think you flip a coin. They're both fantastic. If you pressured me, I'd probably say Nashville just because of the experience. But damn, Winnipeg looks good. Yeah. I think underneath them, you have the Blues and Colorado as far as teams who are going to be fighting it out for that last division spot in the playoffs, maybe that first wild card spot. Um, I think that, you know, those teams were at a dead heat essentially last year with, with 
you know, Colorado winning by one point. I think the Blues have done more in the offseason to better themselves than Colorado has. So I will give the edge to the Blues and put the Blues in third place over Chicago. Underneath that, I think you're looking at Minnesota and Dallas. Um, to me, Minnesota's getting old. Uh, Correct. They're getting injury prone. D- Dallas, while not old, has its own injuries to deal with, uh, namely in goal. Uh, but the bigger problem is, you know, I look at the Dallas Stars, and they're a team that every year is a sexy pick to do something, and then they don't do it. Um, and then, as wild as it sounds, I think the, I pick Chicago to finish in the bottom of the division again. And I, you know, I'm not saying that the window is closed on Chicago, but you have a team that's still um, going to have to address this problem with Corey Crawford. He's still not back. Mm-hmm. And as it was proven last year, they don't have anyone in goal mm-hmm. that can that can do take a, take a full time, yeah, full time. Yeah, so I, you know that that team's legitimately in a bad way. They have no goalie. They have no money to spend. Um, so they have to hope that whoever they have is going to step up and, and get it done. And I, and I don't know if they will. Yeah, I uh, with you on that one. I like Winnipeg. I uh, see them as rising up. Um, I think Nashville is going to be – I've heard somebody say this on NHL radio, I think. I think I mentioned it in one of the podcasts. It was uh, the new Washington of the West, and they took that away from us. Okay. I would say that we're probably – say we're that, that team but, you know, until we win we've been one. around a lot more. Nashville's only kind of – Maybe quote unquote failed what maybe three times. Yeah, lose a lot more. So uh, let's see what else do we got here. Uh, let's see. Like you said, the tier thing is correct. Winnipeg, Nashville, and then I have us going third. Uh, I see Minnesota not being great. I see Dallas. If they can get secondary scoring, can be on our heels. If they can't, I agree. they will probably fall to the back there. I still don't like their defense. Uh, Klingberg's about all they got. The new guy is supposed to be pretty good. The high skin in or whatever it's called. Yep. Um, Ben Bishop has needs to stay healthy. So who knows about that? Um, you can say the same about all Minnesota. Like they rely yes. on Eric Stahl. Who's very getting old up there. If he does great, Zach Parise had major hip surgery. Uh, uh, Ryan Suter defies age and still does 30 minutes a game. That guy is a machine. Conversely, Zach Parise not not so those, much. so those deals are all getting to be the back end of those deals where they're uh, how many years left on them it has to be a handful right well i was thinking three or four years left yeah at least so um i just don't see them doing great chicago nobody wants to admit it but i think they need to go into a rebuild because they just well i think they're gonna get forced into one because if they just, can't figure they just out don't this have the Crawford ass- deal you just don't have assets too i mean they have a couple no, of guys they have a couple guys that are okay but i mean they had to trade a couple of guys to get rid of the HOSA contract so they wouldn't be up against the cap anymore because you yeah. guys got like Seabrook and Keith are declining greatly. Seabrook uh, was damn near a non-factor last year. Uh, Keith wasn't didn't have a goal until like against us. I think us and we were like game 80-something before he kind of got a goal, right? Um, he scored against us. Seabrook. It was well, one of them. Yeah, had a goal like he, late he in the season. He scored the goal with four seconds. That was that was Keith, though. I remember was that. It, it was Keith. Yeah, and that's the one. Yeah, it was the second goal of the year. Yeah, and Crawford, they won't admit it, but he did wasn't had him pads on this weekend play. But guess what? They're like he can only take shots from the waist up. Phrasing. That's what the, that's what it said on NHL radio. I was like, that's not good. Yeah, like, that's you can't. He can't. That's he not stay, a game. That's not a guy who's there. ready to play. Yeah. So uh, I. Uh, 
hope for the guys. I don't wish ill will on, on anybody about that, but man, if I guess you got no one to call it too at the same time, like if you, for your health reasons, I just how weird would it be to have Chicago lose two big players to really weird illnesses type things? Yeah, that's and uh, well, Crawford only has a couple years left, so that one doesn't the, the Hosa one is like it was called perfectly. That's just the crazy one where it's really the last two years of his deal where he's only making less than a million dollars but still has the five million dollar cap hit. So that thir- twelve or thirteen year deal is finally coming through. So that's it's just funny how quote unquote funny how it worked. So who knows? Uh, like I said Blues make the playoffs. Uh, we'll face a tough opponent in either I would say probably Nashville in the first round. I think you say Nashville or Winnipeg because it'd be two and three. Uh, I if you're going to press me, I'll say Winnipeg. Yeah, so it's going to be a, a dog fight, like you said. I think those two are going to fight, and then we're going to have a fight for third and possibly wild card. Because uh, I think the uh, Pacific is uh, loaded this year. Pacific's tough. Yeah, so it's it's very odd to be sitting here to start a season and not be the division in the West that everyone's talking about. Yeah, I mean, not that people are discounting the Central, but the Pacific made some moves in a real big way. Yeah, so like Vegas is they're like we talked about, they're going for it. So all the talent is out West now. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Like the Eastern Conference, not in Ottawa. No, Ooh. although boy, they kicked the bejesus out of Chicago. Yeah. What was the final? When I left, it was three. It was two to one after one. But that first period was all Ottawa. I did not see the rest, so I, I know they won though. But um, interesting uh, on how things are going in Ottawa. So who knows how that's that's going to be a storyline in NHL throughout oh, the year. Oh yeah. I think. So we'll, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll go back. So um, I think we talked about third jerseys, basically the same. We did. I mean, basically the same. I mean, I'm wearing the Winter Classic one currently, which is the exact same, minus I think the, the collars. The a collars thinner. different. There's no patch, but yeah. it had kind of leaked in the couple of weeks before that. Hearing is going to be basically the Winter Classic with some changes, right? And the changes are minimal. I don't plan on buying one, yeah, because I have a Winter Classic jersey. I say thanks, thanks Blues, because I don't have to spend an extra a couple hundred dollars on a jersey now. Yeah, so. now I can go buy one of the two teams I still need. Yeah, so it worked out. So. Uh, Blues made a bunch of changes to the now Enterprise Center, which we talked about that. Which I'm uh, excited to see. Um, debuted last night for the first time for preseason Blues stuff. They had a Maroon 5. Maroon 5 a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then they had something else something there. Something else. Say. I don't remember what. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, it looks nice. I've heard uh, some uh, good. Re- I have pretty good reviews so far. Mixed reviews online. But like I said, I think um, – as uh, we talked about, either Blues fans or we don't know society, you always find something to complain about, no matter how true oh, it yeah. is. So, uh, looking forward to seeing that this year. So, looking forward to having Blues hockey back. Um, look for 12 us days now. Uh, Twelve days from now. So, uh, from where at uh, nine twenty-two. So, the first day of fall officially today too. And uh, let's see, anything else on the docket? No, we will be. We're going to be coming to you every week uh, with another format. Uh, we're going to have a YouTube channel officially. Yeah, this is so, going to be awesome. So that's going to be up soon. Um, I'm going to try to put – this podcast will be on there, and then I'm trying to do additional content throughout the year just for the YouTube channel. So, And also everything else is up, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, uh, the website, blueshockeypodcast.net. Dot net. Yes, correct. Um, let's see. I think we're wrapping it up there. So anything else? Shout out to Glassbangers. Yep. I was going to bring that up for our new shirt. Uh, November 3rd, I believe we are going, correct? Yes, we are. Okay, we will be there. I'm pretty sure Ashley is. We'll double-check on that one. Yep. I believe she has our ticket as well. So we will be there with our shirt. So if you did not see our shirt, it's very uh, 
it's well, let's say wrestling themed to keep a yeah you know last year we went Bullet Club yeah this year is another faction yes the uh, it's very very popular very familiar one from the nineties yeah so the, uh, we'll see some interesting stuff with that coming up soon if you if minor you, wrestling talk so if you like the shirt cool if not then don't but personally I think the shirt is too sweet, sweet. but yeah I'm. Enjoy, and thanks to the guys at Glassbangers for doing that. So go, uh, there's a link on all the socials. Wear your shirt on the 3rd. Come yeah. find us and take a so picture. So that's our goal, is to get a shirt with everybody, or excuse me, a picture with everybody who has the shirt there. Um, and then I'm, we're looking at a possible giveaway with that. Yeah, because I got to admit, the shirt that the Blues are giving away that night. I was disappointed. It's okay. Cool to a degree. Like the belt, I love it, has the Blues thing. You like, know what? But at the same time, like I wish there was more to it. To me, it looks like a little kid's shirt. I know. It is the, like, it's, I, it's the John Cena shirt from a couple years ago. It is the John Cena shirt yeah, with yeah. the U.S. title on it. It's yeah. it's not a shirt that I would wear. Yeah, like it's a shirt I wear on the house. In years past, like for Star Wars nights. Yeah, to me, they knocked it out of the park the year that they had the lightsaber uh, one. Yes, with Latera Schwartz and Tarasenko, and then and they, they had, had the sh- lightsabers. Yeah, then they also had the uh, Jaden Schwartz, which one. that was whatever. I like that one. Um, so and then last year, they did the old school blue and yellow mm-hmm. uh, C-3PO shirt for Star Correct. Wars Night right. yeah. that looked like a vintage shirt. Yeah. But like those I wear. I look at this star, the, the WWE shirt, and I'm like, mm. you could have done so much. You could have done so much with it. Yeah. So and To me, it just looks like they took a stock WWE file. Yeah. And got that. permission from you know Titan Inc. to do it. Do it, yeah. And it worked out. Changed the colors. Yeah. And they're supposed to have a WWE superstar there. Wild guess. Uh, be Randy Orton. Show me Randy Orton and his dad. Yeah, that's my guess since they live in St. Louis. Yeah. So, but that'd be cool either way. So I think he's just doing activities, nothing really outside. You know, the NWO is reunited and going on tour on October 26th, which is weird. I wonder how much it would cost to get them. <laughs> Tell Hulk Hogan to, hey, to let's say, swing by. Do get all three of them in for WWE night. He was, that'd be awesome. And I'd be like, look at this shirt. Like I'd have to run up and like possibly like get, you know, tackled. Just oh, yeah. try to get a quick picture with that there. But it'd be worth it, I think, at the end of the day. Dude, I'd be I'd be insane. So we're excited about that. I know uh some people aren't about excited about WWE night. It's cool, man. I don't care. It's just look, to, it's just to me that people complain about Pride Night. That's the way well, I look at it. Agreed. We we could go back and forth. I, I've already seen people upset last night that the woos came back. You could not like it all you want. Yeah. The fact is, they're doing a WWE night this year. Yeah. And that tells you something, that you're in the minority if you don't like it. Um, as we've talked about ad nauseum with multiple things when it comes to in-game entertainment and the blues, number one, I'm far more concerned with the product on the ice than I am what the theme night is or the personnel telling me when to yell, let's go blues. Um, but number two is... You're never going to make 100% of the people happy 100% of the time. Correct. You're not. And for every one person who doesn't like the woos, there's just as many people who love it. For every one person who doesn't like um, the DJs that they're doing now, there's people who love it. For everyone who doesn't, who, who loved or didn't like you know, the, the old in-game host, there's someone who loves or hates it. It's, you're never going to appease any, everyone at the same time. And at the end of the day, it's the only thing constant is change. And in two years, we're all going to forget about all of this. No one's going to remember. Correct. Um, winning cures all ills. And that's why as long as this team goes out on the ice and performs for 82 games, 
the way that we know they can, nothing else is going to be a, a problem. Yeah. So I, I, my two cents is like I go to watch the game. The in-game entertainment thing is just background it's music fun, to me. But it, yeah, it's filler. But to, it, that's it to is me elevator the, music to me. But at the same time, like I, I like I, I've said many times when people got yelled at me on Twitter about it, I say I'm not there forty plus games a year. I'm there for maybe a handful. So yeah. that's why when I go there, I'm just legit like excited to be there and focus on the game. Like the double theme night, yeah, maybe I'll check out like when they had like when Star Wars night they had people dressed up around the thing. I mean, you got pictures when you walked around. Okay. Like I did that for maybe like 10 minutes, but then I went and watched the game. I didn't sit there during like when the puck dropped and I'm out there taking pictures with all the people who have been Star Wars right. stuff. That's not why I'm there. I'm there to go and watch, watch the, the game. game. I do the stuff beforehand, and then I go watch the game. That's just me. All like the I said, other I'm, stuff is just is to get other people in who normally wouldn't cool. be there. That's exactly right. It's to Which get someone who get. may not be a hockey fan to go, boy, you know what? I really like Star Wars. Let's go to this. Or you know what? Little Stevie loves wrestling. I love hockey. Let's take him. And all of a sudden, Stevie becomes a wrestling or a hockey fan. Which I had somebody uh, hit us up on the Facebook about that, and they said, "Hey, I'm going to take um, my nephew to the game for his first game, and he really loves wrestling. Is there a way to maybe help him enjoy the night better?" I said, "Hey, why don't you get him a, a toy wrestling belt to wear at the game, along with like the shirt that you're getting?" Yeah, and then so that way. He's into wrestling, but you go out and watch hockey, then he can get entertained by that too, and then hopefully he falls in love with it. And then if it does, great. If not, then he can maybe consider it a fun night and wants to go back maybe once or twice a year. Maybe he won't watch it on TV. Maybe he won't ever buy a jersey. But it hey, all starts somewhere. Yeah. No, so, I, that's, you're exactly right. And the person was just like, oh, thanks for the suggestion. And it's just like something little like that could go a long way. Like my daughter, like I just said, hey, went to a preseason game, and like you watch it. She still watches on occasion with me. But she knows who Vladimir Tarasenko is. Sure, she know, had she has a shirt that uh, we went to the Arch Apparel thing a couple a couple weeks ago when uh, what Lufest got canceled. Right, and she has a shirt that has like a bunch of Blues players' names like Edmondson, Tarasenko, Shen, and so she's like, "Who are they?" And I showed them pictures and showed her highlights. So she asked about it when it was right. on the shirt, and she wanted that shirt. There you go. Cool. So I don't know. Like I said, just have fun. Just stop complaining. Agreed. The Agreed. Simple. We'll leave it at that. So like we talked about. Wrapped up there on Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL. Chris is at at Hossapalooza. Uh, also on Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast. Also, don't want to forget this Instagram. We'll, we'll start doing a little bit more on there, throwing pictures. What up, up millennials? Yeah, we're on the gram. Yeah, look at us. We're we'll on be, Insta. What are we we'll 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 Snapchat, Tinder next. Yes, start <laughs> that. <laughs> we'll be on Tinder next to look for that. Swipe left. So, right, that was right. I don't know. Right now, no. it tells I'm you. It tells you. It tells you're not into it. And so. Uh, let's see that 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 blues hockey podcast dot net dot net okay so and once again itunes spotify google play and soon to be youtube once they approve us which i don't think they should not approve us because we're great so i agree so wrapped up there like i said we're going to start going this every week uh send us questions uh via all the socials i just noticed or mentioned excuse me uh also blues hockey podcast at gmail.com Hit us up there if you got a longer question that will not fit into 162 characters and or Facebook. Um, I'm usually pretty good about checking them. I believe all of us have access to the Facebook, I believe. Yes. Um, I usually run the Twitter. But if you want to hit Chris up, Chris is always uh, I'm around. around to answer any Blues-centric questions or, unfortunately, uh, no offense, Buffalo Bills questions for this year. 0-16, here we come. Uh, but – like I said, Bill's Mafia, that's the only thing I'm, we're worried about this year. We put people through tables real good. Uh, I, I saw the one the other day where the guy got knocked legitimately. I thought he was, he thought he was oh, dead. He's dead. dead. Jumped off the top of a mobile of a, uh, 
uh, RV. Missed half the table when head yeah. first into the ground. Uh, and everybody's like, back up. And then he's like, oh, that dude's dead. That's all you hear dead. in the background. Oh, man. Great. Unfortunately for Chris, like a uh, long-suffering fan. You and Donnie. I just don't know how you do it. It's so, rough. So, anyway, we'll leave it there. And Chris will uh, drink his sorrows away tonight. Who's your first pick tonight for our fantasy draft? I don't know where I'm, where I'm picking. I have to look it up. I believe you're middle of the pack, if I want to say. <sighs> it's the hard, the hard one, right in the middle. Uh, I uh, conveniently am a number one. No, I'm mm. joking. I'm joking. I didn't make myself number one. I have um, no idea where I'm at. I think you were in the middle. I think I'm near the end of the draft, actually. Out of 12 teams are expanding this year, so it'll actually be challenging. So let's just say I'm sixth. Yeah, let's go halfway. And I'm going to take a stab at who's going to be available. I'm going to say I'm probably, hopefully, going to get maybe 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 a Steven Stamkos. Mm, that's not a bad pick. Maybe a Pat Kane. Or Kucherov. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to think it's going to go McDavid. Taylor Hall, possibly. Yeah, I was going to say McDavid, Ovechkin, Tavares. Possibly with the new team. Um, Hall will be up there. Taylor Hall will be up there. You might get Hall at six. That's a not. Yeah. That's, a, that's not a bad so, choice. We'll see. Um, I don't and, know, man. And all I, your sleeper picks. I got. I already. I'm stupid. I just literally pick all my sleep. I literally put a list of sleeper guys, and I just wait until the end of the draft and just hopefully draft all those guys. We'll see. I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. So uh, I'm. I'll hold my pick to myself then, just to be safe. No, I'm joking. I don't. It's hard to do at the end of the draft. In the first round, it's kind of hard to kind of yeah. guess. But my pick, if I get to him, would be Kucherov or somebody like Taylor Hoff. He falls that hard. So I agree. We'll see. Anyway, that's what we're doing tonight. So that'll be fun. So maybe we'll post our teams on the socials after we're done just to see what yeah. you guys think. So we'll wrap it up there. I'm rambling. Let's go eat some dinner. Talk to you guys soon. See ya.